This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 121 of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com and I'm with Mr. Kelvin Newman, and you are Mr. Andy White, I believe, I unless am Mr. you've Andy changed White. your name since we last spoke. I, I was going to say that, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, but I was beaten to the post. It's a question and answers day today, and I have in front of me um, several sheets of paper with three questions on. Uh, let's start with the first one. Let's get straight into it. Um, this is from uh, Mike Rodriguez. Rod- oh, honestly, let's get my teeth in. Mike <laughs> Rodriguez. Is that right? Have I yes, said that I think that's, correctly? I think that, that sounds about right. From, from uh, I'm not quite sure where he's from, um, so I'll just skip over that. Can you give advice on how you organize your internet marketing techniques? For example, your technique for using the VIN diagram is wonderful. I just don't have a great system aside from categorizing my bookmarks to someday retrieve his nugget of information. I tried writing checklists in Backpack, but I'm not feeling it. Thanks for your advice, Mrod. Ah, it's an interesting question, yeah. The, the, did, did I read that correctly? Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds about right, yeah. I think right. the only one I, I could pull you off, I think it's a Venn diagram rather than a Venn diagram. I think diagram, it is a Venn diagram, right? yeah, 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 V-E-N-N, yeah. Yes. So, um, um, yeah, Michael's talking there about kind of one of the screencasts that we, we shared on sitevisibility.co.uk where it's showing how you can look at overlapping backlink portfolios. So if there's four websites that are all similar to yours, and you look at each of their links individually, that can tell you interesting things. But if you look at all of them together and see who linked to all four of them, they're probably the people you ought to be contacting because they're kind of maybe hubs in the, in the, the world. And I suppose one Michael's question is, he found that really interesting, really enjoyed it. Um, but then what? Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of a um, couple of months later, you ha- might half remember something. Oh, where could I use that? Or how, how do you kind of take these various ideas that you'll find from um, podcasts like this, websites that are out there, blogs and all these types of things and ideas that come to you and try and turn them into an internal process. And, the answer is it's tricky. Um, I think the idea of bookmarking is a really good place to start. Um, I'm quite a big fan of Delicious, actually, in terms of using Delicious and trying to be quite um, structured and rigorous with yourself in terms of trying to keep to a pattern on that. So if you mm. find something interesting, um, you tag it in Delicious and then you kind of keep a code. So if it's a kind of uh, you know ideas for when I've got to come up with a strategy, you kind of call it strategy ideas. Or if it's a a tool that helps with keyword research, you have a keyword tool. You know, just trying to be consistent about that. So what that means is, when you're faced with that problem, you refer back to the web pages or podcast episodes or, or whatever it is that that you you've used there. Now that's delicious is one option. I know a lot of people. I don't personally use this, but Evernote. Yeah, I was going to mention Evernote. My yeah. friend Nick Butler's a, a, a an Evernote fiend. Yeah, and I think the people who use it are, are really, really, really keen on it. So mm. that's always a good sign that if you've got kind of that passionate community there and i think that's almost kind of it's more of an app where you have an app on your phone or a kind of a bookmarklet on your um you know your browser that if there's ever something you want to read again in the future or refer back to um you do that it's, so i imagine in some ways that's probably similar to how um, michael's using backpack there from that uh, um, that point of view mm. um and i think with all of these it, it's systems and you know you just need to choose a system and stick with it and kind of follow through in terms of one thing that's worth mentioning on um delicious that that i've done that is really 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 helped me keep track of things that i found um useful in the past is it's called i'll drop a link in the show notes it's called pack ratius uh, yeah well i think you use like dot us as mm. the so it's pack rat 
us for some reason. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know quite um, why it's got that name. But essentially what it is, it's an application for Twitter um, that you kind of just grant access to your profile. And then what it does, it automatically delicious, you know, delicious bookmarks, um, everything that you share on Twitter. Now, it doesn't do any of the tagging for you. It just it, it, it just adds one tag, like mm. via Packrat. Um, but it's amazing how many times that saved me hours trying to find a tool where it's like, I'm sure I tweeted about this. And Twitter is absolutely terrible for searching to find things you or someone else has said yeah. in the past. So it just keeps track of all the links that I share there in Delicious that I could go back. Now, what it hasn't got is that tagging. So you don't have the system. It's just kind of a big unsorted pile of links that mm. you've done. But... If I was more disciplined and more organized, what I ought to do is maybe say once a month, you go through all those ones you've shared on Twitter and then kind of categorize them in some way, shape or form. Um, other good things to do is the old moleskin, the old hipster PDA there, um, where you've got um, kind of a, a hard copy paper one. And I think mm. that can work really well as well, because it always seems to me that the best ideas or the most inventive ones come to me when I'm on the underground or I've got a flat battery on my phone yeah. or, or I'm in a meeting and you can't, to, to make a note on your phone would be rude but to make it on paper somehow isn't rude I don't know quite, <laughs> quite how that works um, so yeah that you know it's a difficult one and, and different people will work with different systems um, if you've not got on with backpack try Evernote um, I use Delicious um, and we also have kind of an internal system that we use that's based on Delicious where if a person within the team tags something using a certain tag Mm. Um, that will then go around to everyone in the team, so it, and it kind of automatically emails everyone, and they can. So it, that's quite useful for. Where if I find a tool that I think Graham, who I work with, would find interesting, I send that and it goes to everyone in the office. Graham can do the same, and you know Joe and all the all the various people that I work with can do that, and then mm. we can all go back and search that on Delicious by using that tag as kind of a restricted search there. So different systems will work for everyone else. Mine's a Delicious one. Um, sounds like um, quite a few people are using Evernote um, I've not used Backpack but if it's not working for Michael try something else because um, managing ideas is the, the challenge and I don't think there's anything that anyone ever trains you to do mm. is I always is. remember um, and I forget who the original author was that spoke about this but so whoever it was he spoke about your external cortex okay and he was a big fan of of uh, like a wiki mm. So you might have this, this, this loads of software that gives you a personal wiki yeah. so you can like produce web pages and hyperlink them. Mm. So it can be a very nice way of keeping notes, but I agree with you about paper notes. I mean, I have an A4 day book mm. and just everything goes in there. And the thing about paper is you kind of have a, a sort of like photographic memory of where you've written something on a page. So you mm. have an image of, a, of the page. Oh, where did I put that bloke's mm. name? And, yeah. and you, mem- you sort of have a memory of it where it was on the page and you just mm. flip it back and you can see it. And what I found, I mean, I don't use paper quite as much now as I did maybe a couple of years ago, but it was quite funny when we had a bit of an office renovation and so I was going through my, you know, kind of pedestal, you call them, kind of chest of drawers things that mm. I have under my desk. And I had all my notes back from, you know, 2006, 2007. And it's quite interesting seeing some of the things I was doing and some of the ideas I had then. And, you know, some of these things that you kind of now see are great companies running that if only I'd pulled my finger out and set up a company like that, you you know, would have, we would have been millionaires by now, Andy, <laughs> some of these things that were on our pads from back in the day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to the next question uh, as he slides the paper away and making a papery noise? Uh, this is from uh, Cornelius uh, Fitch, Fitchner. I think I got that name right. Have you chosen his name specially for me today? No, Kevin? no, no. Cornelius is um, a regular reader. I think he's asked a couple of questions in the past. So Excellent. I think it's one where we always kind of, try, I always try to throw him in to, to get you to make mistakes on the names there, Andy. I know that's always <laughs> the, the, 
We love the Q&A, but the hardest thing is not pronouncing people's names wrong. So, yeah. Well, here's a nice technical question. Yep. Kelvin, I noticed that you switched your Clockwork Pirates ebook giveaway from www.paywithatweet.com over to www.cloudflood.com. Why did you make the switch? Until next time, Cornelius Fitchner. Ah, yeah, it's an interesting question and very well spotted. So just to recap for people who might not kind of know the full backstory on this, that um, probably three or four months ago now, um, I released a ebook um, called Becoming a Clockwork Pirate, which was about um, how to build links to your website um, and how to build links that help you do better in SEO and also to a lesser degree in social media as well. And I tried an interesting experiment when I was releasing the book because traditionally the way you would do this with a free because you either just make it a PDF that anyone can download or you have some kind of email capture form mm. um, and then lots of people in the kind of get rich online would tell you to do the email capture form and then you can spam people afterwards and that was never really my intention on this I didn't want to collect email addresses I just wanted to share some ideas that mm. I thought were interesting and I thought were useful and being a little bit of a tarty ego thing, it was nice to see people talking about it as well. So I was like, well, what could I do that would be different and more interesting than just putting up a PDF that people can download? And I came across um, an interesting technology called payovertweet.com. And it's um, set up by a creative duo um, from Germany who I think are living in New York now called Innovative Thunder, mm. I think is the name of the kind of duo um, or company behind that. And they had this simple idea that you can make things available for free, but people have to invest a little bit of social capital in it. So yes, yeah. you benefit that um, they share your content um, and it doesn't really cost them the same as it would if it was a financial commitment. Um, so the idea is lots of people have been giving singles away, like MP3 downloads and eBooks and you know free beer voucher tokens and mm. that type of thing. They've been using that on PayOverTweet. I found it really interesting and particularly because it allowed the book to spread. So every person who downloaded it in the process of downloading it told their friends about it and it's amazing how quickly that extrapolated because although i did announce it here on the podcast i actually started it with a bit of a soft launch and just told three or four of my friends who all downloaded it which then went out to all of their friends and it kind of extrapolated from there and it's you know been you know three or four thousand people downloaded it over the the time which considering someone's got a tweet to do that i, mm. not, I was quite chuffed with um but I changed over to um, CloudFlood. Now, CloudFlood's interesting because it's developed by, um, I suppose, an internet friend of mine called um, Glenn, uh, Glenn Allsop um, of viperchill.com, who's mm. a little bit in the kind of make money online sector and all that type of thing. Now, he saw what I did with the Clockwork Pirate book um, with the Pay Over Tweet, really liked it, mm. used Pay Over Tweet on his own kind of ebook. Yep. Really liked it, but like me, saw some of the flaws in that system mm. and then created his own one and is now allowing people to use that, um, which is CloudFlood. Now, the advantages of CloudFlood over PayOverTweet are a few. There's a few of them. First of all, PayOverTweet was always just a proof of concept by Innovative Funder. It was never really intended to be a proper product. Mm. So, um, you know, no disrespect to them. They kind of launched this as a bit of a, you know, like a hobby thing. It was never intended to be kind of put up to huge use by lots of different people um and there were some flaws in it so for example it allows you to do it with a tweet but also with a facebook like mm. um i couldn't nobody who downloaded the book with facebook could get it to work properly so that, that was pretty embarrassing i had people mm. emailing me saying well i've liked it on facebook but i've not got the download what can you do about it and you know that didn't work very well and also pay with a tweet took you to a page that had an advert on it as an intermediate step so that mm. was a little bit off brand mm. and you couldn't really 
style the button in any particular way, shape or form. Now, Cloud Flood takes away that step of the advert in there and it allows you to style in, in, in your so own does it do the same thing Kelvin does it go uh, you have to basically uh, tweet out yeah okay so yes yeah, so in order to use cloud so cloudflood allows you and this is where it's interesting to the uh, listeners is if you've got an asset that you can deliver digitally so a bit of voucher or an ebook or any of those things um, you can exchange that asset for some social coverage yeah in a very natural way where you say you get it for free if you tell your friends about it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I still like pay over tweet. I still think the guys behind it are an absolute genius for coming up with it. Um, but I think CloudFund's probably a little bit more of a stable and practical and thought out solution to that problem. Nice one. And it's working well for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, to be honest, the CloudFund, because I added it after the initial mm. launch, I don't think it's seen the same volume because it wasn't put under the same pressure sure. because it's been like the tail end of it. Um, yeah, it's missed the sort of lump at the front. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know for definite, but it does seem to be a very stable tool. So yeah, it's cl- okay. um, cloudflood.com is the, the new one. And of course, if you've missed the book in the past, you can get it for a tweet or a Facebook like at clockworkpirate.com or there's links in the show notes and that kind of thing as well. Get to the book. Right, let's go on to the third and final question. Yeah. Uh, this is from, uh, well, at last, somebody whose name is easy to read. Todd, Todd Rigdon. Uh, from somewhere that I don't know again. Um, right, now, uh, hello, Kelvin. Great show, love the, love the podcasts. I know you have a membership site and I'm finalising the content for mine. Can you tell me what platform you're using? My blog is on WordPress and I've seen a few plugins but not sure what the best approach is. One person told me I should switch from WordPress to Joomla. Any mm. insight would be great. Thank you, Tom Rigdon. Yeah, there's quite a few options out there. I think we've mentioned this a little bit in the past, so apologies to people who've heard us talk about it before, but it is a good question mm. in terms of what's the best solution out there if you're trying to set up a membership website because that does seem to be very much a growing trend in the world of um, you know digital businesses. You know, charge people to access um, premium content. It's a nice now, business model as well. Yeah, no, yeah, it can work quite well. Um, provide, yeah, and you know, it's a whole separate debate about the benefits of how they work and that. But mm. in terms of the platform that we used. Um, we used Subhub, um, which is a kind of off-the-shelf solution, um, which you pay a, a, a very modest fee uh, monthly, and it's a CMS. You can upload your content. You specify whether something's behind the paywall or in front of the paywall, yeah. and they handle all the payments via PayPal and all that type of thing. Very, very easy to set up system. Unfortunately, they are in the process of updating their systems and it's kind of got a little bit neglected, um, which is a little bit of a shame. When the new one launches, it'll be very, very powerful based on the latest version of Drupal, but their own um, you know, OEM version that's there in the background, so their personalised bespoke system that they've got is creaking a little bit and some mm. of the functionality, like the forums, are just, you know, it's a shame that it doesn't work as well as it um, should do. But if you want to launch a membership website with a minimum fuss... Definitely, Subhub's the way to go. Okay, so that's Subhub. Um, but you're then not if you're not doing that. You're looking at some of the other options, which are the WordPress plugins, which it sounds like um, was what was being explored here. Mm. Now, there's two of those that that I really know of any kind of level of knowledge, and that's Memberwing, um, which I like. Um, it's a bit basic, um, but it, it does the job. You know, it's a cheap and cheerful solution to Is that. it uh, just to pay for it or is it free? I think Memberwings, there's a fee, but it's not a substantial fee. Okay, know, it's relatively right. small. Um, and then the other one's called Wishlist Member. I think if you search for Wishlist Member, you'll be able to find that. Again, I'll drop a link in the show notes, um, which is a little bit more um, fully formed as a, as a plug-in. And there's yeah. um, 
a quite a big developer community behind that. So I know there's a couple of listeners to the show actually who are um, wish list approved developers. So they kind of just build membership websites on WordPress using this plugin. Um, and that, you know, that's very exciting. And if I were to start again, I'd probably look at that as a solution on WordPress. Not as familiar with those available for um, Joomla, but Joomla really seems to be having a bit of a, um, a in, in my perception anyway, a bit of a fall from grace at the moment that everyone's either about WordPress or Drupal and yeah. Joomla seems a little bit forgotten, whether that's just That's the impression I get. I mean, yeah. I, I looked at Joomla years ago. Mm. Uh, it used to be something else, didn't it? I'd completely forgotten what it used to be. Um, and then it's sort of, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hear as many people talking about it these days. It's certainly not got the same sense of momentum. Now, whether that's justified or not, that's definitely the case. So um, I love WordPress. We know we all love WordPress. Some of you probably think we're on the payroll there, how much we talk about them, but we're not. Um, but it's a very good um, content management system. It's got lots of plugins that allow you to get things like SEO and social media, bookmark buttons and stuff sorted. Um, I think you'd have to have a very strong um, justification not to use WordPress. And then you're faced with using the plugins and then member wing or wishlist member are the two options. Um, although I've not used it extensively because we've used Subhub in the past. Mm. If I were to choose one, I would go um, for um, wishlist. I've heard good um, reports about wishlist member, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think it is the, it's the, one of the options that um, certainly should be taken seriously. Right, well, that wraps it. So that's the three questions for today. I think we've got a lot, of, a, a bit of a backlog of questions, haven't we, Kelvin? So yeah, I think the next yeah, two or three so, episodes yeah, might next, be questions yeah, I think we, we're kind of almost going to have, yeah, a month of Q&As, as it were. So that's really good and exciting. But do keep them coming. Um, you know, we like to answer them in the, the show. I know that they're really useful. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a question, you can ping me an email. It's Kelvin, so that's K-E-L-V-I-N. Um, dot newman n-e-w-m-a-n at sitevisibility.com of course that will be in the show notes we also have a lovely phone number um, that Andy reads out at the end of every show that we can never remember because Andy has to read it from a bit of paper <laughs> and if you yes. ring that phone number you can leave a voicemail for us and we'll actually use your audio um, in the show that works really really well so I encourage people if you've got a question to leave it like that and there will be hopefully some exciting news in a couple of weeks time about another way potentially to to kind of ask some questions as well, but I'll leave you hanging on what that might be. Or oh, even I don't know what Kelvin's on about. <laughs> it's a big plan. No, not a big Ooh. plan, but no, an interesting thing that, you know, Q&A, I think is something that we can, you know, really help people out with. So, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, I've been Andy White. That's a good goodbye from me. And toodle pip from me, Mr. Kelvin Newman. Bye-bye, everyone. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256 or 150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256 150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on internet marketing
What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. On a scale of one to 10, with one being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um. You know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. A weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. A-Cast, 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 A-Cast recommends. recommends.